Okay. Uh, all right. This is Leonard Angelo. Uh, let's see. I just returned uh, from traveling abroad. I've always wanted to say that. And now I can. Oh, it's so... Uh, why do people say that? Traveling abroad. It is so not specific. I, I took a, a long extended trip. A vacation. A holiday. As they say abroad. A holiday. Uh, shorter than they take. But, but long for me. Around 18 days I think. Uh, and I went to Italy. Uh, you know that country. Everybody knows where that is. Oh, and I'm back. And uh, I thought I should uh, <coughs> try and make uh, uh, record some of these uh, thoughts, feelings, and uh, observations while they're fresh because I had a wonderful experience. And uh, I, it's, some of that is really important and I need to remember it. I, I've been journaling a little bit about it so that I, would, I don't forget the experience that I had. Uh, because it was it was marvelous. It was it was uh, everything. I, I hadn't. I really could not have uh, uh, conceived of how it would be. Uh, I did a lot of research beforehand, and I listened to a lot of podcasts about it. I listened to a lot of uh, history, catch up on, try and refresh it, refresh a course on my art history, which helped. It really did because when I went out there start looking at some of the artwork that I've been seeing since, you know, before high school, really, some of this stuff, it's, it's in your, it's in your DNA, you don't even know it, you, everybody knows some of these pieces, and, and some of them I know, uh, more specifically from, from art, uh, uh, education, uh, things that I've had to copy, or things I've had to write papers on, I've seen these things now in person, and I have new insights, so, all right, all right, I went to Italy, uh, and I, I had experiences. Um, the flights, I'll talk about that. The flights are rough. The older you get, the harder a flight is. Everybody knows that. But let me tell you, you get on a plane for more than, I don't know, six hours, I think, is my max now. Go, you go back to the East Coast, sometimes it's as much as eight hours uh, with layovers and whatnot. That's a painful thing, but, but uh, this is like 12, 13-hour flight. Uh, Asian flights are worse because it's like more like 16 hours. In. Oh, it hurts. I'm I'm not a short man. <clears throat> not not physically, and uh, uh, so you know the knees they start to, to to rub and all that. I'm not gonna talk about. It. Why am I talking about that? Those are hard. The traveling part is 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 hard. It's overwhelming, but I think the overwhelming part of it, the process of of traveling and moving, makes you grateful for what you're actually doing. It gives you it gives you understanding into what people used to go through to get anywhere. Uh, imagine trying to go abroad in the old days when you had to wear a suit on a plane, or or even worse, a suit on a on a boat. Days at sea, etc. Whatever. Anyway, I started my journey uh, uh, in in Venice, Italy. Venice, everybody knows Venice. Uh, after that, I went to a place called the the Cinque Terre, and the Cinque Terre is, uh, is five uh, small towns on the coast. They're beautiful towns. I stayed in one called Venazza in there. Uh, 
Oh my goodness. I stayed on the, that that view and the, oh the air and the food and the people. Oh, it's a lovely place. Uh, look up pictures of Venatza and you'll see what I'm talking about. It, it's it's amazing. A medieval city built to, on the on the coast up on the hills to to prevent pirates from getting the, the booty. <laughs> All right. And then I went to um <clears throat> From the Cinque Terre, winter to, to Florence, uh, they call it Firenze. And from Firenze, I went to uh, 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 Siena. Siena is a beautiful little town uh, in the in the middle, in the hill country, near the hill country. Beautiful city. Oh my God, Siena. And from Siena, I went to Orvieto. Orvieto is up on a cliff, uh, overlooking beautiful, beautiful hill, hilly country. Green and the vineyards and oh my god, that was one of my favorite places I've ever been. The Cinque Terre in Siena and Orvieto are all my favorite, uh, among my favorite memories of being any any place. And they and I have a very clear sense of place now uh, to associate with those things. Um, okay, and from from Orvieto, I ended my trip in Rome. And Rome, well, mixed feelings. All right. What can I say about Italy? I'm, I'm not, I wasn't really prepared to talk about this, but I thought I should share some things. What can I say about Italy? Uh, big cities, uh, Florence and Rome. The rest of them were small towns. Even Venice. Venice is a big, is big and small at the same time. It's very dense. It's very densely populated. But it, but in terms of the experience of being there, it feels very small. And Venice is like uh, being on Pirates of the Caribbean out here. You ever go to Disney World or Disneyland? I, I don't know what. I never went to Disney World, but I've been to Disneyland out here. And I, I in my youth, I had the experience of going to, to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride before they stuck that movie shit in it. And before they stuck the movie stuff inside, I'm sorry, I cursed. Before they put Jack Sparrow and all the nonsense from those movies in the ride, it was it was an awesome experience. I that is the way that I, I when I was when I went there. I went there as a kid when I was visiting uh, out here for what was that for? We came out here for something. My parents. I, I don't know. It was I think they have friends out here. Or something. I'm trying to remember. We went with other kids. I was pretty young. I remember riding on that boat. And just going through these little villages, and all the, these things are going on on the on the, the the in the scene. You know, there's like a guy off in the distance drinking rum out of a giant bottle, and and and, and, and shooting a gun into the air and whatever. And and okay, all kinds of things going on. But you're on a boat, and you can't get off. And when I was a kid, all I could think of is, I wish I could get off this boat and walk around this street scene I'm looking at here. Okay, and, and I, I would fantasize about that later on. What would that be like if I could get off the boat, if I didn't have to move on? From and I, I wanted to ride that ride over and over again. Oh, and that was a different time, man. Back then, back in those days, you could still uh, go have a picnic and go back in the park. They don't let you do things like that now. Uh, I've been to Disneyland uh, it, it, since as an old grumpy man, and I, they don't let you do anything. You got to go there and stay there and eat there and everything. Back in the day, you could take a picnic and you could think, you could re-think about when you're going to go back on the pirates' ride and, and what. I don't know. 
I'm, this is losing. I'm losing my own thoughts. Anyway, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It was just... I All I wanted was to get off that boat and wander those streets. And what's my point? When I arrived in Venice at the airport, you take a boat from the airport... And it basically takes you into town, and it looks just like Pirates of the Caribbean, only at the end of your, your journey into town, you do get to get off the boat and walk into the streets. It's incredible, and it's, it's better. It's better than I could have ever imagined, because it's lit by lanterns, and there's this little corridors that lead to nowhere, and, and cobblestone streets, and, and people, uh, and the pirates that are on the street drinking rum out of giant bottles, yes! Uh, but they're real, and they say things like buongiorno and whatever. Okay. Point being, it's just like being on Pirates of the Caribbean, only it's my childhood fantasy come true. There are no cars anywhere. It's amazing. The whole city's very quiet. Just boats and people walking through these narrow corridors, and you turn a corner in it, and there's a mystery a mystery scene right in front of you. It's straight out of a, a painting, and it's colors... The colors, oh my god, the colors. I would turn a corner and there would be purples and oranges and blues. And the and the, the vignette in front of you, uh, 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 there'd be, you know, an arch that you're walking under it. And the vignette beyond the arch, it's a painting. You can't describe it. When people say Venice is a magical place, they're not lying. It is a magical place, for certain it is. Okay. Now, of course, the sun comes up and it's a different story. It's a little bit dirty there. The pigeons are not in good shape. I was very worried about pigeons my whole trip. I'm missing my little buddy, Bebo. Uh, Bebo was with a friend. I was so worried about Bebo. Bebo's fine. But I would see these pigeons out there with their string, strings wrapped around their foot and whatever. And, oh, my heart broke. It's very sad. I got a pigeon story. In Florence, I saw a little pigeon with a ha hair wrapped around his little leg, hair wrapped around his foot, right? So he can't move. He or she, I'm sorry, I don't know. They're birds. These, these are genderless birds, as far as I'm concerned. You can't tell. Hair wrapped around his little foot, he's stumbling. I managed to catch that bird. I caught him with my hands. I'm very good at catching pigeons now because of my little buddy Bebo. Uh, I caught him. I, I took the, the hair off his foot. Very nasty, long, probably an Italian grandmother's hair. Very thick and wiry, much like their personalities. And uh, resilient. Oh, so resilient. Hard to remove and insistent. I would say the hair was insistent. Like an Italian grandmother. All right. But eventually I unwound, untangled the pigeon's foot. And gave it some peanuts. I was traveling with peanuts. My Bebo loves peanuts. All right. I imagine the Bebos on the street love peanuts as well. And they do. For the most part, they do. Anyway, fed this little Bebo many peanuts. And, and sent him on his little way. He wasn't flying. I don't know why. All right, I walked around the block. I came back. This is Florence. I know I'm all over the place. But in Florence, this this little bird is, is by the Duomo, the, the, Flore, the, the, the Cattedrale 
of uh, of uh, the, the of Florence. This is a big thing uh, with the with the dome. Everybody knows this thing. Um, uh, uh, the Cathedral of Saint. Uh, uh, I forget the saint. Uh, anyway, um, what's my what's I talking about? Oh, I come back. The birds wound up again in another hair. Can you believe it? It's the same bird wound up in the same kind of hair. So I look around the ground and these hairs everywhere. Just all over the place. The same bird got wound up. Same foot. Within, I don't know, 20 minutes. And that same bird is in the same spot. Just like how I, not how I had left it, how I had found it the first time. And I had to catch this bird twice and unwind its little foot twice. Can you believe that? That sounds like a made-up story. I swear to you, that is true. I swear on St. Mark's bones, that is a true story. All right. Anyway, back to Venice. Venice is beautiful. I love Venice. I spent a few nights there, and I had such a good time. Now, getting food in Venice, a little competitive there's a lot. Of, they charge you extra for water and bread and for sitting down. Three things, three things most human beings over 40 need are water, bread, and sitting down. And all of those things cost extra in, in Italy. You should know that before you go to Italy. If you want to sit or drink water, you will be paying for it. Sometimes just the privilege of sitting without drinking water, you're still going to pay for it. It's interesting. Uh, so that can be challenging. <coughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm 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 a little fatigued, still jet lagged, still trying to get my thoughts together. Right? I don't want to say anything negative here. Uh, it, uh, okay, Venice is magical. Go to Venice. Oh my God! While it lasts, you should see it. And, and at night, at night it sparkles like a gem, and like an old. How do I describe that? It is a thing with more character than anything I've ever seen. Okay, Venice has got St. Mark's bones in a very nice big uh, cathedrale as well. Okay, and then I went to the Cinque Terre, and the Cinque Terre, Cinque Terre is a, uh, a series of five little villages on the cliffs and in the ocean view, and I stayed in a place with a better view than any restaurant in town. I, got, I stayed most of the places I stayed at through Airbnb. Now, I have mixed feelings about Airbnb because of a particularly negative experience that I had uh, with an Airbnb in New York City, uh, in Harlem. Nothing wrong with Harlem, something wrong with this lady. This lady I stayed with. If, if you're not familiar with Airbnb, it's basically, uh, at its worst, you're uh, living in someone's bedroom. It's kind of like being a kid again and living at your ma's house. Uh, whether you like that or not. If you have fond memories about your ma's house, it might be like that. Uh, uh, more like living with your grandmother in this case, because I'm, I, I, this lady uh, in Harlem, um, you know, you stay on the cheap, right? Because you, sometimes it's a room, sometimes it's a whole apartment. Depends on how you pay. If you want to live on the cheap, you got to stay with the person while they're there. And you got to share that bathroom in the kitchen or whatever. All right. So that's unpleasant. But it's on the cheap. You know, I got to travel on the cheap. But this place I had in the Cinque Terre, 
it was an apartment. It was somebody's like backyard apartment. How do I describe it? Their backyard is not like, oh, our backyard's away or uh, what you picture in the United States. This person lives on a cliff. So their backyard is a cliff and you walk down some steps and there's an apartment and the apartment has its own cliff and, and there's a balcony. And I stood on that balcony and just marveled at the view and the, the birds and the, the, the waves crashing on a coast and you can see the village to the right where people are out in the piazza are drinking and eating and, and, and laughing and eating fresh fish. And that was a beautiful place and you should go. You should definitely go there. And you should definitely stay there. Don't don't visit for the day. That that ain't nothing. That's not interesting. Stay for the night. All oh, the evenings in, in Italy were, were magic. It was magic. Uh, oh, I didn't finish telling you about Harlem. All right, the lady in Harlem, she lived with a, with a bunch of cats in a walk-up. Uh, probably, I don't know, it was like six or eight-story walk-up there. Uh, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the high numbers in Harlem. And uh, it was fine, but the, the, tra- the train ride into town was just too far. And, uh, and that lady lived with a bunch of cats. And long story longer, I show up. At the Airbnb, and the people who were were uh, staying the night before were still in the living room, packing packing up and ready to go. And uh, I look in the bedroom that I'm renting, right? And their beds, the bed is unmade and whatever. And it's obvious that the people who were about to vacate, to leave space for me, had been sleeping in the bed. Okay, it was obvious. It's a couple. Uh the lady tells me, well, I got to, these people are still here. And I say, all right, that's fine. I just want to drop my bag and check in with you. I'm, I'm going, actually going into town here, uh, going back downtown. So uh, I will be back later this evening. I'm only here to sleep. So, you know, do what you need to do. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I do my thing in New York for the day. I show up back in Harlem in the evening. A long train ride back up there in the evening. And, I, and the bed is still in the same state it was when I dropped off my bags. Meaning that the couple that rolled around in them sheets, the sheets is still there with their imprint in them. The lady did nothing. Only this time there's a cat in the bed. And that thing smelled, that whole house smelled. Anyway, it, it turned me off from Airbnb for sure for years. Uh... But I had to risk it because, you know, I'm going to Italy and I can't afford It's expensive. The whole thing is a very pricey experience. So I had to do Airbnb again, and I lucked out this time. That's my point. Look, if you're running an Airbnb and you can't rub a few nickels together and buy fresh sheets or at least wash, do some laundry or have a change of sheets, that's all you need is one change while you're laundering the other. Uh, then you probably shouldn't be running an Airbnb, am I right? If you can't vacuum your cat hair out of the bed or clean up after the couple that just rolled around in the sheets before I got there, don't run an Airbnb. I'm not paying for nothing here. I I don't expect you to turn a turndown service and a chocolate on the pillow. But, But in this case, the chocolate on the pillow had been left by the cat. But um bum Okay. Uh, you know, I don't want to ramble on. Everybody hates when people ramble about their trips. Uh, might as well slow, show a slideshow. 
Uh, anyway, Chica Terror and, uh, and uh, Venice are, uh, oh, God, magic. They're magic. All right. Then I move on to Florence. Okay. Airbnb's good all the way. Very nice. People hosting uh, very good uh, recommendations for food and things to do. Uh, uh, the museum situation, of course, is superior in it. Florence has superior museums and Rome have superior museums. But unfortunately, those two cities are the ones where I had the least, uh, uh, <coughs> uh, I don't know, they, they were harder experiences to have. Be, and, and Rome is, the, you know, the, the coup de tater on that, on that. Florence is fine. Uh, it, these were not my favorite places. They were less magical. And you would, and I actually expected otherwise. Because you got to spend more time in, in those two places because of the museum situation. It was important to me to check out all the important museums, you know, see the David, see the uh, the Michelangelo, see the Vatican, see the the ruins, uh, etc., etc. It's all important, <coughs> and and it's hard, I think, when you're uh, when you're trying to fit in a lot of museums, because you know it's exhausting, uh, and uh, they take a lot of time, and they're very expensive, and and, uh, and it's sort of like planning around those things. You don't really have a, a an authentic experience of a city uh, when you're in a, in a in a in a museum. Now, here's the fortunate thing about museums in Italy: they are in themselves, especially the uh, palace museums or the uh, residence museums, the, the museums or, or the churches where the where the uh, the artwork is in situ, as they say, in context. Um, uh, these are a legitimate experiences of place, unlike a sterile or stagnant sort of museum uh, experience, you know, and more academic, uh, uh, whitewashed and, and, and uh, uh, et cetera, museum. When, it, when it's in context of a collection of a rich person's uh, palace or whatever, uh, much more interesting experience. Or when the, the sculpture is sitting outside of the... Uh, uh, the, the giant structure it was designed for, or on the on the facade of the giant structure it's designed for, it's amazing. And every every corner you turn is something like that. All the history is right in front of you. It's like wow. I mean, we we have some old things in the U.S., but nothing like that in the histories. You know, we're talking about thousands of years of history here, and it's right there. You're staring right at it. it Oh, too much to say. Observations about uh, Florence. Florence is a big, dense city. It's still walkable. Uh, cars everywhere, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, very narrow streets. But the, the history is there. Unfortunately, it's very dirty. Uh, and you don't... I didn't expect that. Uh, Venice as well is very dirty. I did expect that. Siena, Orvieto, and the Chicatera. Dirty in a different way. Dirty in, in an old way. More like a patina on, on everything instead of a, a, a graffiti and uh, trash. Look, I, I'm pretty used to graffiti and trash. I grew up with it. I live with it every day. It's just I'm a little fatigued with it. And to see it on a structure that is uh, so significant and important is, is depressing. More depressing. I think, than uh, on the side of a, a concrete bridge uh, on your way to uh, the, the turnpike. Anyway, I don't know why they graffiti out there, honestly. They, they should stop with that. Okay, 
Speaking of graffiti, neck tattoos are trending in Italy. Neck tattoos I associate with uh, <coughs> trailer parks and prison yards. Uh, however, you know, they're very chic in Italy. They're very well-dressed gentlemen and, and ladies. Uh, all the refineries are out in, 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 in full uh, uh, display. Very well-dressed. I consider myself... Uh, on the on the uh, uh, higher end of a poorly dressed, the highest spectrum of poorly dressed, you know I ain't I ain't first class, but I ain't white trash as as the adage goes. <coughs> uh, but uh, these people are very well dressed. It's it's hard to uh, uh, feel like you measure up. So you're always gonna feel underdressed. If I had brought my finest uh, attire on this trip and not packed light. I would have been uh, severely overdressed for almost every situation. He looked very nice. However, there are neck. There's graffiti all over the men's necks. <laughs> I, t- I never, in a million years, would have guessed that neck tattoos would trend. I might have been able to predict sleeves uh, on a uh, 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 42-year-old uh, uh, Orange County housewives. I might have been able to predict that. <clears throat> but I was not prepared for neck tattoos. On finely dressed gentlemen. And it is trending. The, ironically, also trending, scarves. Everyone's wearing a scarf. I bought a scarf in Italy. It was so uh, ubiquitous. I had to buy one. It, well, it was very cold. I was underdressed. Uh, but scarves are trending. And thank God, because it covers up those awful neck tattoos. Now, this is the one thing that's in common with the Italian men I grew up with. Is neck tattoos. This is the one thing they got to that they can share, <laughs> right? Is over the bridge and across the ocean, they got this one thing in common, and it is tattoos on their neck. Class act, I tell you. I don't know what that's about. Don't ask me. Yeah, some cultural things do not translate. Uh, what else? Uh, a lot of smoking. Uh, I'm only talking about negatives, but this has to be addressed. So much smoking everybody listen i did a season at a at a resort in vermont and it is not important except for the context one i one of the duties at the resort in vermont over the winter when it's a little bit slow when the skiing hasn't quite picked up yet is is convention stuff conferences they do a lot of conferences up there, and, uh, and uh, I don't know why. I don't know why the execs need to get away from the city. They drive up to Vermont or whatever. Maybe they fly. And they, they spend, you know, a week doing whatever, trust exercises and listening to stand-up comedy at the, uh, at the, the <laughs> listening to, 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 you know, people they hire to bring out the, the, your, uh, your yak-offs, me-and-offs, uh, your, uh, your, uh, 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 Andy, Andy Kindlers or whatever, they fly them up there and uh, and they, they, okay. So in the mid-90s, I worked up there and, and during, one of the conventions we hosted, it was almost a week long, were the execs from, uh, <clears throat> the execs from Philip Morris were up there. Uh, when, you're, when you're setting up coffee and, and donuts for these dudes, uh, you set up these tables, right, for the, the and they, they give you, they provide you with their giveaways. 
because when you go up to a conference, apparently you get some giveaways. I don't know. The company provides a bunch of giveaways, and you're responsible for setting them up. I've never seen more boxes of cartons of cigarettes in my lifetime, and I've stocked shelves at a, at a grocery store, and I have handled less cartons of cigarettes than, than when the Philip Morris gentlemen were in town. And that convention... It is the mid-90s. You could smoke anywhere you want. You could you could smoke in a hospital in the mid-90s if you wanted to. You light up in a surgery room. If you, were, if you were one of the people in the audience at a surgery, you could light up in the mid-90s. But I've never seen more cigarette smoking than in a Philip Morris convention than in the conference rooms at the Philip Morris conference. Okay. My point is that the cigarette smoking going on there pales in comparison to what was taking place in the streets. Every city I went into in Italy. And you got to smoke a lot of cigarettes for the streets to smell like cigarettes. You know what I mean? There's more smoking going on than the gold nugget in, 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 in Las Vegas. <laughs> There's more smoking going on in the streets of Italy. Uh... You you got you really got to smoke a lot to be able to smell cigarettes in the air on the street. That's all I'm saying. A lot of smoking. Okay. And I enjoy smoking. I don't, but I enjoy it. I don't smoke. One one shouldn't smoke and one can't smoke. But nobody seems to have told Italians that. Oh, so along with neck tattoos, neck tattoos, and discotex. Maybe smoking is the thing that over the bridge and over the pond, they got in common. Uh, well, what, what else can I say? I mean, not to belabor the point or anything, uh, uh, continue uh, to ramble, but uh, uh, it was an amazing experience uh, nonetheless. Uh, what, what are important things to, to take away? Important takeaways. Uh, the United States is an ass-backward place. Uh, whose fault is that? I don't know. But the, they got trains going on in in on in Italy, and I imagine the rest of Europe as well. That they, they put everything we got to shame. Uh, uh, you know, I I took a train from from in, in everywhere and and on foot. I entered the country on foot. I left the country on foot, and I traveled quite a bit. Now, I'm not saying it's cheap. It's very expensive to buy a train ticket to go from here to there, but you can do it. Just try doing that in the United States efficiently. You know, for in an hour and a half, two hours, I could be in the next city uh, on foot and back on foot again. That was an amazing experience. Uh, you know, just, just, just try that in, in Southern California. Please. Even try to get anywhere in two hours, uh, you know, deep in Queens. Good luck with that on foot. That ain't happening. Uh, it's just, it, it puts everything to shame. The schedules are amazing, all of that stuff. You want to get on a train, you just, you go to this machine, you buy a ticket, and you're on a train in, in 10, 20 minutes. Uh, and that's not happening anywhere I can think of in the United States. Sorry, not happening. Uh, okay, what else? I also did not get 
uh, stabbed and or robbed on the train. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brooklyn. Okay, uh, what else? Uh, what did I say about the art? The art? The art is a testament, of course. The art is all funded by the church. Uh, the art is a testament to what a, a human being can do putting one's mind to something and, and of course, being paid for it being paid very well for that experience uh some of the things that i've seen that you see in the history books uh they'll blow your mind in person uh there is a little bit of a problem with the art that you've been exposed to a million times in that there isn't anything new to see in it uh especially if you're if you studied art history you took a lot of art history classes some of that stuff that you that you've been overexposed to uh, Sistine Chapel, for example, or the, whatever, uh, uh, things of that nature, uh, uh, have very little to give you in person. And that's not to disparage those works, but, uh, something that has been overanalyzed can't give back too much. Now, here's something, he's he's an, he's an un, uh, celebrated, really, and I misunderstood him on my part, uh, is a Botticelli. Um, I had no idea that those were that good. Those are so good. Botticelli's work is so good and contemporary looking. That's the most interesting part. You're looking at something. Uh, you're looking at something from the, uh, the you know the the 1600s, and it looks as contemporary as any illustration annual. Uh, you'll see. That's an interesting experience. Just and in person, you know, it looks very graphic. Botticelli doesn't translate, uh, doesn't reproduce, but in person, what an amazing artist that guy was. What else could I say? What else could I say? Uh, Siena and Orvieto are uh, two cities that I would live in. At the drop of a hat, a drop of a dime, drop of something. Someone drops something, I'm going to those cities. I want to be there. Uh, I still wish I was there. Uh, uh, magical little corridor, alleyways. Uh, not, n- not a whole lot of cars. Uh, big, big piazzas, you know, where everyone is, is gathering to, to every night. Uh, just romantic as hell. Beautiful cities, God, and and Orvieto is up on a cliff. Orvieto, special place in my heart for sure. Up on a cliff, you walk. These houses are brick and stone, and and they're they're uh, up in the air. It's like uh, Miyazaki or something. There, uh, hard to describe, hard to understand. So beautiful, God. Uh, and the. Uh, you know, the same city, you got medieval history, you got Roman history, you got Renaissance history, all sort of converging together into a, uh, this rich sort of tapestry of experience. And you, you get to experience it in places like those. I think this is my main complaint with places like Florence and especially Rome, is that uh, while they have not knocked buildings down... Uh, and put up skyscrapers in modern buildings and whatever. While they haven't done that, so it does still retain the uh, old feeling. 
it's filled with tourism and uh, garbage and graffiti and cars and traffic, especially Rome uh, and parts of the part of Florence I was staying in was near the Duomo, uh, and uh, that's uh, there's a lot of traffic. And in Rome, oh man, I stayed in this place. It was basically like being in Lower Manhattan. I mean, it's right. The buildings aren't really tall here, but it's all packed together. You know, like an old city. There's still cobblestone streets and all that. The charm is there, but it's been paved over. It's very much like Lower Manhattan. Uh, and maybe even Manhattan's cleaner, right? I, I'm sorry to say that, but it, it was dirty. And Rome did not leave me wanting more. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, what do I have to say about Rome? Uh, I went to the Vatican. Oh, it ties back. To, I want. I just want to wrap up with this, with the art. Um, the art of the Renaissance, especially, is a testament to what human beings are capable of when well funded and motivated to do so. Uh, obviously, the Renaissance has set the bar for hundreds of years to come. Uh, that's not anything new. We've been living with the uh, the ghost of the Renaissance, and we probably will be living with it forever. I think it may be the height of human achievement in terms of uh, uh, creative expression. You, that, that could be argued. It's debatable, but whatever. If you're talking about... Uh, in terms of like the human spirit uh, uh, distilled into into paintings and sculpture, that's the period of time we're looking to. Right. Um, all of that stuff, it, it is said in common law that that is a testament to God. All of that stuff is, is a testament to God. And in subject, I suppose it is. But really, what it, what it stands as is a testament to uh, uh, wealth and power. Uh, an expression of wealth and power. Because uh, the Vatican is a perfect example of that. It's, it's, it is the ultimate in, in artistic expression in terms of architecture. The Vatican, ha Vatican City has some of the... The, it is the wealthiest treasure trove of, of Renaissance artwork you'll see. And the, the temple to the god, uh, uh, you know, the St. Peter's Basilica there is, 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 a, is a marvel. Uh, what was I going to say about that? But, it, but it's ultimately just a lot of gold and, and, and it's interesting what people are capable of when they're trying to express an idea. Uh, maybe I don't have anything else to say about that. Uh, those things hold up. And in a lot of ways, I didn't think they would. Uh, they wouldn't hold up. I thought I would be there and I would be like, yeah, this is just like it was in the pictures. And some of it was. But most of it was way beyond what I could think. And, and that's what people say. You got to go see it, right? Because, because the pictures and the, and the books, they don't do it justice. And it's true. It's true. Okay. The Roman Empire was awful. That needs to be said. It was awful. Uh, and it didn't do any better when they adopted Christianity either. It, it was still awful. It just wasn't allowed to be as awful as before. 
It had to change the... We have to change our intentions for being awful now. Uh, in Rome, I went to the Colosseum. Uh, now, the Colosseum is overrated. Oh, I said it. I said it aloud. I don't think the Colosseum was worth the price of admission. And let me tell you why. You've been to a Colosseum if you've been to a baseball or football game. Okay? It's about the same size as, uh, I don't know, any any small old-fashioned stadium you can think of. Not the big modern ones, but an old-fashioned one. And maybe back in the day, that was something to behold. But the Coliseum is filled with ghosts. I can't think of a worse place in human history than the, than the Roman Coliseum in Rome. But that's redundant. The Coliseum in Rome is a temple uh, to pain and suffering and misery and a celebration of pain and suffering and misery. Everything about that place, it has bad vibes. So uh, I was not... And, and, and the day that I went, it was raining. Raining real hard. Uh, everything I've... I saw a documentary on the Coliseum, half a documentary, because it was too depressing. And I also saw the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Both of those things, I, and I wish I'd only seen half of that one. Uh, not great. Uh, anyway, skip the Colosseum. You go to Rome. Skip Rome, in fact. I mean, the Vatican is something to behold, but it is a testament to wealth and power, not to, and nothing else. Um, you wouldn't believe how many popes are in there stroking their own egos, as it were. This, the stroking the popes. Stroking popes is an excellent name for a punk band. Um. Yeah, I mean, you, you think the the crucifix is big. You haven't seen the one of Archbishop Watson. What's his nuts? Yes. Uh, they, they they got bigger and bigger. And the, the art collection in the Vatican, it's like oh, sudden you're Renaissance, 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 and then all of a sudden you're in the 1800s and it's nothing but popes stroking themselves. It's disgusting. Oh, I should wrap this up. I had a wonderful trip. It, honestly, 98% of it was magic. And I return to my regular life uh, uh, the better for the experience. Um, something I wish I'd done when I was younger, I think. But uh, that isn't in my control. You, you do it when you do it, right? I couldn't have afforded it back then. I can't afford it now. Europe is very expensive. I don't. I know the euro is like a dollar fifty or whatever, right? Okay, one euro is let's just say it's a dollar fifty because I'm not good at math. Uh, that may be true, but uh, a water will will cost you six euro. For example, it's I know it's three. It's like three. Okay, so think about that. You go drink your water out of the tap, everybody. And I've never seen anybody more insulted than the restaurant guy when I asked for tap water because I was tired of paying three fifty for whatever for water and a, and, a, and a bag of bread. He was so said, We don't do that here. He was so insulted. I'm like, I got, please, I'm going to go to the bathroom and, and lick out of the sink like a dog if you don't do something here. I can't pay, keep paying for this. I got train tickets to buy. It's very expensive. I'm broke after that experience. 
So it better be life-changing. It certainly changed my budget for the rest of the year, that's for sure. Anyway, I had a great time. It was an amazing experience. Uh, and I've been things I've been studying for years just coming alive right in front of me. And things that I haven't been studying, that, that we don't pay enough attention to. If Michelangelo is overrated, body. Botticelli and, and Benini, the sculptor Benini, and in this, I saw his paintings at the Borghese Gallery in, in Rome. And um, Benini's paintings, uh, they're like John Singer Sargent's. They're so good. John Singer Sargent is basically Benini. W- wishes he was Benini. I don't think John Singer Sargent ever sculpted anything. If you think Michelangelo's David is the thing, you should see Benini's David. At the Borghese Gallery in Rome. It's different. I'll give you that. It's a different thing. It's a different era and all that. Different period. It's it's Baroque. Just like me. After this trip. Baroque. Uh, But Bernini is amazing. Okay. Look. Rambled on enough. I'm, I'm back on the grid. Back to my regular life and happy for the experience and feeling at peace for now. Okay. All right. Uh, This is Lenny D'Angelo.